Hey everyone, we are back. You know why? Because we're the prodigals. The prodigals. Welcome to the prodigals podcast where we talk about all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. Yes, we discuss topics not normally preached on the pulpit or talked about during Bible studies. That's why we're here for you. And we are by no means a source of authority in any of these topics. Uh, we just want to process through them, um, have dialogue, and encourage um, others to talk about these things. So, what's going on? My name is Mark, and I'm joined by Alan. And Yo. once again, Johan. So So in this episode, (laughs) welcome, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. I know. I know people can't. Yeah, I know people can't see though, but but Johan's rocking a nice beard. Just want to put that out there. Yeah, yeah. It's looking pretty nice. fly there, bro. He always, COVID beard. He always has. <laughs> Your COVID beard. <laughs> he always has uh, rocked those, that, that, the nice beard. I'm not going to um, lie. I'm kind of jealous, bro. Just, oh. just, it doesn't go that way. Doesn't Mine doesn't go that way. <laughs> yeah. Same if here. I could donate to you, I would, but you know, <laughs> not how it works. No, maybe in heaven. We'll <laughs> Maybe we can exchange some things in heaven. Oh, All yeah, right. yeah. I'll finally be a real man in heaven. What are we talking about? What? <laughs> Wait, where, where, where is this going? So in this episode, we're not talking about facial hair or having beards. Next week. Um, maybe next week. But in this episode, <laughs> we'll be talking about creativity uh, when it comes to the church and why is it lacking um, the need for it and um, some trends that we've seen uh, recently uh, in other churches that are pretty cool and nice and uh, we would like our churches to implement. Um, and yeah, and how do we go about you know being creative for God? So all that we'll talk about in this episode. So guys, what well, um, <laughs> as fellow creatives, hey. as uh, people who you know, I think most of us like our creativity has mostly um, involved music. Um, mm-hmm. So, in your like, what's your experience with? Uh, being a creative in church, in the church setting. Johan, go. Um, you can be as creative as they allow you to be creative. Oh, which I don't know that you can define as creative. Yeah, I'm already, I'm already breaking it up. Are we <laughs> the establishment Us versus them. You We're know, on a timeline. Um, We're on a timeline. <laughs> yeah, but in the um, it's 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 tough because I I think um there are particular depending on the church you're in, there is a particular way of doing things, mm-hmm. and sometimes if you try to stray from that, 
it's seen um, as something that's negative. Uh, it's something that makes people in the congregation uncomfortable if they're not used to it. Uh, so it kind of gets stifled really right out the gate. I mean, I've had just being in, in church from a child and having various leadership positions. Anytime I tried to kind of think outside of the box, it never really got met with open arms, mm. so to speak. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying that is true for every church, every denomination, but just kind of the congregations I've been in, they've have a way of doing things and, you know, everybody's, most people are happy with it. So, you know, they, they just go with the status quo and it's kind of difficult to, to be a creative in that sort of environment. Um, kind of makes you want to do things independently. Like if you want to get those creative juices going, then you kind of have to become a layman, so to speak, unless, unless you're within an organization that, that encourages uh, creative worship. Right. Yeah. No, I, 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 I echo that. There are some places um, for my experience that said, yeah, what do you want to do? Yeah. Um, you're a worship guy. Yeah. Here, do whatever you want. We'll, you know, let's talk it over and, and we'll see if we can make it happen. There's that church that I've been to, and there are other churches that, you know, there's another church that would not stand too much in my way, but when it crosses a certain threshold, then they'll go back channels. We're talking about the Filipino churches, so they'll have back channels to like, oh, yeah, maybe you shouldn't be doing, you know, that much that fast. Uh, And so they'll have problems with that as well. And then there are other churches that says, nope, this is the way it is. This is the way we like it. This is the way we've been doing it for 50 years. And mm-hmm. nothing but nothing but the second coming is going to change the way we do things. So, yeah. 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 yeah I think I just echo like your guys' sentiments. Um, I think like the church would, the church thinks it would like, to, for people to be creative until they don't want you to be creative uh, because it just rocks the boat. <laughs> um, um, and that's just like yes. you, creativity, creativity in any, in any setting, right? Like you, yeah. it doesn't even have to be music. It doesn't have to be the kind of videos that you, that you, um, that you put out there or that you play during service. It's, creativity with even the way that you do Sabbath school or um, um, programs, right? Or creativity in terms of how you line up the liturgy or you change the order of the program. Um, Yeah. It's just this church has, I like the church has actually been, you know, just so um so set in this in their ways for a really long time that any semblance of um creativity kind of scares people um but yeah and the church the churches um become like an institution a bureaucracy of sorts um and you know it has it runs efficiently you know there's a lot of policies and procedures that take place and everything is ticking as it should be each and every week. And, you know, there are some people that, that just like that. They like the comfort of knowing what's coming next and that they're, you know, 
following a particular pattern. Um, I think my issue comes at the point where the policies and procedures end up becoming holy, <laughs> quote unquote. So if I deviate from the status quo, it's kind of seen as an offense to... It's heresy. Yeah. <laughs> Which we'll yeah. deal with in a future <laughs> Which episode. Which we'll deal with in a future episode. <laughs> you know? But it, but that that seems to be uh, the sentiment that, that takes place, you know? Yeah. And, and I don't want our, our listeners to think that you know, every, you know, all churches are like this. You know, as as we were saying, that there are there are other churches that have, you know, have sort of an open adoption of new ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just think that those are typically less than those that have sort of been set in their ways. Yeah. And uh, and you know, we kind of touched on it. A lot of it has to do with the comfortability factor of it. And I think. Um, that the creativity that comes out are usually from the people, not only from the leaders, but the people that have, you know, that experience it, um, you know, the regularity of things, sort of just the flow of things, you know, for a certain period of time that they're, that they feel that, you know, obviously um, they're going to feel like they want to try something new that there's, there's maybe uh, a little bit more that, that they can push or or uh, enhance some sort of you know aspect, whether it's worship, whether it's you know programs, whether it's you know policies itself, or like how the how the church itself is governed, right? Their local policies, right? Uh, they tend to be, at least in my in my experience, those that have you know have done it um, more than just sort of the regular quote unquote regular you know, participants or regular sort of uh, parishioners that come in, right? Mm Because I would think that for most people that go to church, they have the six days that they just kind of like go about their own business, Mm -hmm. right? Church is not exactly part of their life for a lot of them, right? Religion, God, isn't always as center as it would be on the weekend, Right, on, whether it's on a Saturday or a Sunday, that's not their thing. But when they get there, because it is such a stark difference from, you know, the Monday to Friday, even the Sunday, or the Saturday, right? It, it's just something that's different. And so, you know, that's that's what they've accepted. That's what they've sort of like fallen into. And so they're okay with sort of what it is on the Saturday or the Sunday because it's so different from everything else. That they're like, okay, yeah, this is this is the way that we want, it. and so I don't want to change it because I don't need to. Uh, I get yeah. what I get from, you know, when I go to church because it is different than work, it's different than school, it's different than home, um, mm-hmm. and I'm good with it. And so we don't, we maybe there whatever creativity, great creative ideas that they might have or they might be, you know, inclined to explore, it doesn't come out because they don't see the need to go break out of what they see or what they experience on that church, you know, on that church day. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and that might be okay for some people. Um, but um, as you were talking, I was kind of thinking of a question. Um, have you ever felt a time where you needed to be creative and why, like what needs does being creative actually meet? 
well, for me, I mean, just doing the same thing over and over and over again, the same songs, the same sort of like sort of set list, the same sort of liturgy, liturgy that's that's there. You know, when you want to, you know, part of being somebody that leads, particularly in worship, right? Even though there's this aspect of, okay, we're bringing ourselves, our praise to God, it's about Him. There's still that, that, that little bit of you that wants to bring out the wonder of people, right? Um, hopefully it's <laughs> hopefully it's for the glory of God and not because you're doing it your own. <laughs> I'm not going to say whether, yeah. you know, because we yeah. kind of fall, in, you know, we're human and sometimes it falls in and you, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. you still yeah. want to, you know, have the wonder not only for other people, but for yourself as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that something's fresh and that it, and it and it energizes you and it and it spurs you to do more and to, you know, that's what I think. Um during those times that, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I would like to, I would like to not only just, you know, go through the motions as it were, but to explore things that make me just go, wow, right? Enhance mm-hmm. the wonder of, of what it is, what it is like to, you know, engage God, not only in worship, but maybe even in other things, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Like for me, I just like the need to be creative is like I feel what is the complete for me, I feel that what I can give and what I could like what God can create through me is my complete sort of worship towards God. Um, so I can sing in church or I can lead worship in church and I can go and listen to a sermon. I can preach, but it's when, when God speaks, let's say, for example, if I pray to God for like to inspire me with lyrics or, um, to inspire me with a video idea, I feel that as a creative, like as someone who always wants to create something, I feel that that's when I, um worship him um completely and like i'm singing the songs at church yeah and i'm preaching yeah but when i give yeah i give money for tithe and offering yeah but when i give something from myself and um like from my heart and from my mind uh, i put it into paper and put it into a video or put it into a song like i feel that that's when my worship is complete. If you guys know what I'm talking about. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we're, as we we're talking about there, you know, can there be creativity in other sort of aspects of church? Maybe as somebody that does the welcoming, you know, welcoming committee or somebody that takes care of the, you know, being in part of the hospitality aspect of it. Maybe your, your church does, you know, groups where they do the potluck, right. Or, Eating afterwards, pumpkin or party. you know, yeah, pumpkin gardening, or or outreach, <laughs> or you know, um, come, <laughs> or or um, or what else is there? Uh, anyways, those things that are out there that doesn't necessarily because I feel like we're what we're to- talking about most the three of us is because we're worship guys. That's kind of what our default is, but you know, we are we're yeah, also talking about yeah, we're yeah. also talking about other right. aspects of church, you know, that other people, you know, are responsible for that you can be creative right. uh in the way things are done. Uh, 
You know, you can always do things that are different and that are fresh and that are new. I think there's a danger, though. Um, right, guys? Right? There's a danger yeah. uh, in the creativity. What do you think? I mean, what are some of the dangers that could be when we're delving into wanting to be creative? I think um, you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier is, is the reason why you're doing it. Um, um, if I'm just being creative only kind of to, to satisfy my own personal pride, um, then that's a problem. Um, and when those types of things happening and you try to kind of ram things through like, no, it gotta be this way. And, you know, you can get into moments where you're starting to justify your own reasoning for things. And maybe the congregation doesn't, doesn't need to have a different idea at the moment. Maybe it's not necessary, you know? Um, but still, if, you know, sometimes in our own selfish hearts, we, we, you know, we say, no, like you guys are, are thinking too statically or you're behind. Um, yes, narrow-minded. Um, and so that can, <laughs> that can become a danger in my eyes, you know? Right. And I've, you know what? I've probably been guilty of that myself. Oh, I think we all have at some point. Yeah. I mean, even just for yeah, a small yeah. bit. And then Definitely. we just say, oh, it's for the glory of God. Yeah. <laughs> just as long as we say it, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's the cav- caveat. caveat. That's yeah, the caveat. Yeah. That you the just, as, long as, as long as you say it's for the glory of God <laughs> out loud in front of everybody, <laughs> that that's makes what makes it, it okay. okay. That's what makes that it makes blessed. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I think that brings it. it brings it back down to that idea of, of the need of it. Um, because when you when you're when you're breaking apart the different aspects of church or worship, and as you mentioned, there's there's different positions and there's different things that we do. Um, sometimes you you need to be creative, especially if it feels as if nothing is moving, like the church has become lukewarm. So that might be where me, maybe as a worship leader, maybe I'm noticing like nobody is singing. It's just me singing. <laughs> Me and my guitar are doing a concert each and every week, and the audience just doesn't seem to be into it. Are we I'm talking about sure experience guys have... here, guys? Yeah, we, yeah. We oh, are? Definitely. oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely. Definitely. You know? So, you know, at, in that moment, you know. There's people who are angry. <laughs> angry. <laughs> you just get a lot of stern looks. on to their seat, just not ready to throw hymnals at you. <laughs> but... Hymns only. <laughs> Hymns only. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Make the <laughs> organ louder, drown out the drums. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but there might be there might be a need then for you to do something different, something uh creative. Um not in a pandering sort of sense. Um uh, and not just to be a novelty. Um, but a, a real need uh to do something different. And it doesn't have to be something outlandish, right? It could be maybe taking out some instruments. You know, it, it could be it could be anything, but just as long as it's it's mm. suiting the need um of the audience, um yeah. of mm. people's worship experience, yeah. uh, then we might have to step outside of the box a little bit in order to to accomplish that. Yeah, and I think that's there's there's part of the danger that's there is that when you're trying to be creative and they're not ready to move. Mm. Right. Uh now mm. obviously there are going to be people, some members that will always be opposed to whatever 
change that there is that's going to happen. But when a majority, when a majority of of people that you're trying to, you know, bring towards um, this new sort of thing that you want to do, uh, they don't want to go. Uh, then what's the use? You know, it's, yeah. a lot of it, a lot of that has to, you know, that I'm pulling out of my own experiences is worship leading, but that can go as easily as, you know, being a, 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 an elder that's sort of like the leader of the head of the elders or the deacons or the deaconesses or, you know, whatever the political correct thing to say is, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and they don't want to go then there you know it's not going to you know all it will do is just cause some strife uh more so than you know getting something done that's for the glory of god to sanctify mm. that you know, aspect of it mm. so, yeah just yeah. i think that's part of the yeah. it's part of the danger that's there as well true what do you do when you reach that roadblock and like i'll draw from personal experience too I've had, I guess you could say I left the church because I felt, I got to be careful with the word I, but I'll use it anyways. <laughs> um, because I felt that whatever was impressed upon me, which I'm praying is from the Holy Spirit, but whatever was impressed upon me just wasn't working <laughs> in that environment. It was for the glory of God, wasn't yeah. it though? Yeah, yeah. Sanctify that. Okay. Just, yeah. We're, we're sanctifying that. Okay, glory there we go. Okay. <laughs> glory you know, is it is it okay yeah. for you to to move on? Um, or or do you kind of just stay and just kind of fall in line? Well, one of my professors in seminary had this really wonderful way of putting things when it and when it came to sort of reviving a church. You know, going, you know, going, being as a pastor, going to a church and knowing that there's sort of like, you know, some might say that there were, it was a dead church. His, his saying was, it's easier to give birth to a new child than to resurrect the dead. And so what he's saying is that sometimes you just have to start something new, right? Go yeah. off and do something new if they want mm-hmm. to do, you know, sort of keep the the status quo the way that they like it, mm-hmm. even though they know that they're declining in not only numbers, but in participation and interest into, you know, uh, into mm. the things that are going on in their church. Sometimes it just means that you have to go somewhere else. Now, if you're the pastor there, you know, and you're, and you're assigned there, I, I mean, one thing that Maybe he was saying not. is that sometimes <laughs> you just, you just, well, you just got to do what you got to do, bide your time and then try yeah. to plan what you're going to do, the, you know, when when you're, I don't want to say free, but yeah, kind of free from that. <laughs> you should never want to say that because you're called to a church and God's put you there. So you're not free. <laughs> Vincent free. So yeah, when you're free, then you can, you know, <laughs> you're at least hit the ground running in a place that maybe mm-hmm. that's more open to exploring, you know, um, more of what they don't, you know, they want to do. So yeah. Definitely, um, take take God into consideration. Like maybe He wants you to stay. Maybe He wants you to keep working. And maybe uh, at that moment, He's also working in your heart—not just the heart of your church, but also your heart. And maybe you got a patience patience problem. 
um, or whatever. I'm not saying you, Joe. Maybe the problem's just problem. you. <laughs> but I'm not saying you, but like maybe in that situation, like let's say I am there and I'm just so frustrated the church won't move. Maybe he's working on my heart. Um, at the same time, he's working on everyone else's heart. Um, but there, there are definitely times when God will tell you to move and God will tell you to, hey, it's time to leave. Um, mm-hmm. Go start something else. And, um, it's definitely, you know, God, uh, God-led, Spirit-led. So, yeah. Okay, but what happens when, what happens when you can't go out? Like, you, you know, you want to stay where you're at. You like the church. You know, you have this this draw to this church that you're at, and you want to explore things, but you know. You don't know how, I mean, you want to explore things. So how do you go about doing that? Would you say what, what, what kind of, what kind of avenues, what kind of strategies, you know, would you do if you had to stay at a church and let's call it a medium, let's say a medium sized church, what, hundred, 150 uh, people. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that a good medium sized church? Mm-hmm. Uh, about 150 people. Uh, and you want to, and you want to do something that's creative. What do you, what would you say to somebody that wants to you know explore you know more creative ways on how to do something? I think sometimes you gotta. I don't think I don't think every church completely shuts you down, per se. Uh, I think you'll start something and you'll get some pushback, and whatever happens within that pushback or that conflict will kind of define what happens next. So from my own personal experience, I have a number of regrets because I did start things. And when the pushback came, I kind of fell or fell back. So I'll give you an example. Um, My wife and I had this burning passion to do children's ministry. Uh, And I was um, really influenced by um, a church. You guys heard of North Point Community Church? Um, I went and visited their children's program once and they had like a children's church and I was really inspired and gun ho and I came back and me and my wife were talking and, you know, got some ideas together and, uh, and we got the go ahead to do it. And so we started, uh, it was going pretty well. Uh, and then, you know, some pushback happened and really made us feel disheartened, you know, and we end up stopping. So now if I went back, if I could go back and talk to myself back then, which was a long time ago, um, I would tell, tell myself, you had the opportunity, God placed it in you and, you know, a few people, yeah, were against you, but you should have kept going. Keep going. You might, it might be a year, it might be a two of you fighting for this thing, but, you know, it, it was working. It, the kids loved it um visitors came to the church and they they talked and they said this is a great idea just because there's some pushback doesn't mean that you should stop you know and sometimes i think that's what ends up happening yeah like we do have these opportunities but you know we become disheartened very easily yeah specifically if it's something that isn't done very much like if this is a, like a, a, a new idea that you know in your in sort of in your local area people aren't doing or you haven't seen very much of this done mm-hmm. right not only you're fighting the people that are 
not fighting, but not only are you, you know, sort of contending with people that don't believe in the thing that you want to do, but you're doubting yourself, right? Whether yeah. it, you know, whether it's really worth it or whether it's really working, mm-hmm. right? So, and whether God is, mm-hmm. is behind you in doing this thing, <clears throat> right? So that's, a, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's a tough situation. Yeah. Um, I'd say, um, keep going. No, okay. Uh, well, one of the things that, you know, I, 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 I was told to do, I was taught and made so much sense to me, but I never actually got to put it in practice, was actually from your, one, uh, one of the suggestions was from your dad, Mark, um, was, mm. and we learned this in seminary, it's, it's, it's the vision casting aspect of it, where you talk to people and see where, you know, what their, yeah. what their ideas are, you know, kind of gauge the temperature of, you know, the stakeholders, people that oh, will will mm. sort of be affected by it to see where <laughs> they are and then try to get, you know, support that way. Now, there's a danger in that because, you you know, you might be seen as somebody that's undermining mm. and doing sort Sneaking of like around. going behind the scenes. Yeah, I'm like kind of getting your cabal together <laughs> and, and you know, putting, you know, organizing a coup of the leadership. When, you know, that's just not your case, not the case, but, you know, you got to be careful of it. You, you know, perception still means something in that regard, and particularly if you're trying to, um, when you're trying to convince people or you're trying to, you know, let them buy into the vision. But that's it. Like you're trying to vision cast and see, you know, who who shares that same sort of passion, shares, uh, buys into the vision and, and, and wants to go along and support it. Right. And that way, um, maybe it's not just, you know, you and your wife. Right. And, and there's more. Right. Um, so I have, I wish I put that more in practice, more in practice. I wish I put that in practice. Uh, but yeah, I haven't. <laughs> period. <laughs> period. Full stop. Yeah, just full stop. So there. Yeah. And I think like what I was going to say is something to that extent. Um, it's just talk to leadership and get their support um communicate with them your vision and communicate with them like why you see the need for this and um help them see it and help them kind of like see why there's a need for it and i think if you get their support um the membership like maybe the majority of the membership might not like it at first but if you have the leadership's backing, um, and they help people see it, and like in the background they'll talk to people who are complaining about about it, and um, where they where why they support it, and why they have um, why they're backing you in, in this endeavor, like whatever endeavor that you you're presented, um, then I think like that goes a long way in. Yeah, just having leadership support. Yeah, and you know what you you'll be surprised at how much how much people will jump on board once they see proof of concept, right? Once they see that something works, right? You'll be amazed at how much you know people will will come on because I, I think that part of it is that people don't want to go on because you know jump on some kind of uh jump on a new idea mainly i mean not mainly but maybe they don't have you know the energy to to want to invest in something that's that's a dead end 
right? That won't work. And they, you know, not only do they expend so much energy and it didn't work, maybe they get ridiculed by it. Relationships suffer. I mean, that's an extreme example, but I would imagine that that's still a real thing for, you know, people um, in church. Um, so there's that. Um, but sorry, just to say also, though, um, I, I tend to find that whether it's, you know, talking to your parents, talking to leaders, talking to, you know, people that's under you, um, you, you'll get, I think you'll get more support when you, you know, the more, the more well thought out your plan is. Right. Um, because, you know, just to wing it sometimes just doesn't do it enough for people. Maybe for the reason that I said, they just don't want to engage in something that will be a losing sort of battle. Uh, but if you have a plan, you know, the more more elaborate the or more detailed the plan is, people tend to, you know, uh, to be more receptive to that because they've seen that you've thought it out, right? Mm-hmm. Sorry, John. Yeah, I, it's true. Oh, no problem. No, just the, the same. Yeah, I agree with those points. And going back to what you said about the proof of concept, and I, and I think, like, that's particularly what I would go back and tell myself. It's just that, you know what people will come on board yeah but some you might you might have some long nights of planning and you might have to do a lot of work you might have to pick up children and bring them to church early for this program um yeah. but once it starts working then the support will will come yeah but it's so hard to like say i mean it's so easy to say yeah the, you know once you start it just keep going until you you get some you know some success and then people will jump on board there's a huge gap of time and energy yeah. within those two sentences mm-hmm. that you've got to like you know got to keep going and as you said there's going to be days nights whatever moments seasons where you're like i don't know if this is the right thing to do i don't mm-hmm. see any results in it and so you know bathing this all in prayer you know is absolutely essential you know, keeping that in there and, you know, and have some support that it's just not, you know, you alone or you and, and, and somebody else, obviously, if that's what you got, that's what you got. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the more people that are there, obviously, if you can get five, six of you guys, then you can lean on each other. That's yeah. not always going to happen, but you know, that would be an ideal situation. What sort of creative things do you guys want to see forward um, to see going forward? Go ahead, man. Um, I think for my mindset now, um, I'm thinking kind of beyond the standard idea of what a church is supposed to be. Sure. I guess. Um, especially in light of everything that's been happening in the world. Um, I was giving a lesson the other day about to my grade seven students on the history of the Bible. Um, And one of the major uh, turning points historically with the English version of the Bible was the, was the Gutenberg printing press. You guys know about that, right? Yep. Uh, And how that put the Bible in the hands of the common person to kind of verify their own information, so to speak. Um, So I think with that said, um, what we're looking at now I know we're using the internet uh, quite often, but the internet is kind of that new Gutenberg press. Hmm. Been here for a while, but 
um, thinking, I'm thinking more so is how can I utilize uh, the internet, things like, even though I'm not on social media, how do I utilize, utilize things like social media in a way that will further the gospel? Right. You know, I was even talking to my dad about this the other day and I told him a crazy idea. And I was like, hey, you know, uh, Elon Musk keeps putting these satellites up in, up in space, right? Starlink. Has any church ever thought about, in, I, I know it's a massive, it sounds, it sounds crazy, right? <laughs> putting a Investing in, in satellites to reach these areas of the world that don't have internet access. Hmm. Clearly, it's, that's a billion dollar venture, but, and that's wild <laughs> thinking. But, you know, God is a big God. Yeah. God is a big God. And should our church, our churches or our denominations be thinking in that space, you know, that was interesting. I, you that know, I, I is big, man. That is big. Like, I mean, it, it brought, like when you said that, that brought me to, that brought me to the, um, uh, to the story that I heard that, uh, churches or like a particular church was trying to buy a 30 second commercial during the Super Bowl, Right. Yeah. And for those that are unaware, for 30 seconds, you got to pay like $5 million or something crazy like that just for Five, 30 yeah. seconds. Yeah. Right. And, you know, there are, you know, people, I mean, companies, you know, PR companies or media companies get awards for these, uh, these commercials. They bring out the best of the best during that time because, uh, because that's when most people are watching, like they're on TV, like their, their eyes are glued to the in Super the Bowl. US, and so... Right. Yeah, and the well, not only just in the U.S. I, I gather, right, but mainly the U.S. Um, and so they were trying to buy this, and, and and I was looking out for it. I don't think I saw it, saw it. So I don't know if they they actually got approved for it. Maybe the Super Bowl kind of committee that approves commercials. They're like, ah, we're trying to stay away from politics mm -hmm. and religion. But that 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 seemed like a creative, crazy idea, of, you know, to me and. Um, I would have liked to see that go through. That would have been mm -hmm. that would have been good if they did it. So yeah, I've uh, I've seen commer like an ad for a church in an NBA game once. Like I think it was oh, yeah. in the playoffs mm -hmm. or the finals. So yeah, good for that church, man. <laughs> but Super Bowl is like top tier. I hope. Yeah, I, I really hope like a church gets a spot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I mean, we, we talked about certain, um, creative things or different ways to do liturgy. And so, you know, that's, that's for me that the one that kind of sticks out, um, you know, changing the liturgy. So it's not, you know, the way that it is now more along mm -hmm. the lines of, okay, yeah. we've got small groups, but then we all get together for, you know, a shorter period of time to, a, you know, a couple of singing, uh, giving, because I think that's an important aspect of worship that's neglected. You know, that's a powerful way of, of connecting with God, um, you know, and reading of the word. And then we kind of go off and split into our, our small groups, whether it's, you know, to go do outreach, go, you know, study, listen to us to another sermon, you know, what, what, you know, or just connect with one another, whatever, you know, your small groups kind of do, right. That's what I would have liked. That's what I would like to try to, to, to get to, you know, if, whenever this pandemic goes away, mm -hmm. uh, to try to see if that, if that, you know, works a bit. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, but I, the other thing is that I I I would have liked to because I heard about a church uh, down south um, that was just you know a children's church, right? And so what they would do is that they would bring yeah. That, so they what they would do is that they would they would advertise to the surrounding community, say yeah, bring your kids over, you know, drop your kids off. You know, and and here's like a coupon for you guys to like go out and do, you know, the date thing, right? So parents can have their time together while we'll we'll you know have fun, you know, being with their kids. And so it's almost like, not only it's like free babysitting, but you get you know a discount for doing something with each other and trying to bond mm-hmm. with each other as a couple, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And they they saw some success uh, for that as well, and so. I would have liked to try that. So, yeah, it's a good idea. I think uh, for me, would just ha- uh, some creativity um, towards how to cater to families more. Um, in terms of like, how can the how can a church service um, cater to a family in which like no one is being left behind, like the kids are still getting something out of it um the parents are getting something meaningful out of it um so um yeah so like i don't know how that would happen i don't know logistically how that would without have where, without them separating like yeah. together right yeah without them separating and without um the kids being left to their own you know device on how to entertain <laughs> themselves um mm-hmm. like for the whole family to just enjoy something or not enjoy, but be blessed by the service and um, mm-hmm. something create creative with that. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what I would like yeah. to see. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting idea. Like you you might have to completely rethink how you do things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You would think they're having having children uh, and adults. I mean, we do it all the time, but. Thinking about how you can you can meet their needs, it just seems like there's always a cost to someone. Yeah. Whether it be a cost to the parent because they don't want to hear, you know, baby shark type music. Uh, I know baby shark is awesome. Jesus. I hope I did not offend anyone. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) But um, having a having a four year old and hearing that blasting on YouTube for half the day. No nah, man, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Things. <laughs> yeah, but I, it it almost seems like in this day and age, you know, if you want to reach outside of your church, like if if we're talking about you know delving into evangelism and 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 that, uh, it, it's it almost seems like one of the easier sort of avenues um, is to go through the kids, mm-hmm. right? Because you know, uh, as parents that are bringing up kids in this Western society on this continent, you know, because there are some listeners that aren't on this continent, but on this continent, right, uh, you know, family sort of um, family building uh, is not always an easy thing. It's not always given, Mm. right? For many of us, it is a struggle, Right. Uh, to connect with one another, even within our own families. Right. And so anything that helps that, you, uh, you know, if the if if the parents buy in, you'll find them sort of like be a little bit more 
active. And that church that I was talking about, they would use, they would use the kids. You know, the, they would they would have the kids for an hour or two. Then those kids would go home and tell the parents, you know, what they learned, right? And then I I think what they did was they tried to incorporate incorporate some sort of activities during the time together in that church so that, you know, the mothers or the fathers can come in and they could do them together, mm-hmm. right? And build the family mm-hmm. that way, right? Uh, and so not only are you, and you're giving that family something, you're giving them um, sort of an opportunity to bond in a fun, in a safe, you know, wholesome um, environment, Right. Uh, that I think resonated with a lot of people that, that were in the community trying to, you know, find some ways that they can connect with their kids. Yeah. Right. And grow their families and, and give them values and morals and all that good stuff. Yeah. Going back to that church that inspired me, their tagline was. It's kids church and they said, bring your parents to church. Yeah. Which is kind of similar it seems uh, to what you're saying. Yeah. You know. <laughs> But they had a they had a huge base. They had like a stage and like a basically a play every week. But I can see where <laughs> families would enjoy that yeah. together, you know. Mm-hmm. And so then they'll just farm them into the big congregation. They farm them. They love that. <laughs> just herd them off like cattle. Go. It's yeah. a process, right? Mm-hmm. There's a system and there's a process to it, right? But that's what we're going back to, to saying, you know, the more sort of well thought out your plan is, the, I yeah. think the easier for people to sort of buy into that and throw their, mm-hmm. throw their support behind it. So. And going back to that, what, what the need of it is, um, I kind of want to ask you guys, what do you think the climate is out there for people? What do you think people are thirsting for? What do you think they need right now? I know that I was going to say this and I kind of got lost in it, but I mean, if you're going to try something creative, now would be a pretty good time to do it, right? Because we're forced to, to do things differently, mm-hmm. right? Whether, you know, by government decree, local, federal, state, or provincial, whatever it is, we got to do things different. We have to adapt because of sort of the reality that we find ourselves in 2020, Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, if there's if there's a if there I would say a climate, I would say it, it doesn't matter what the climate is. You have got a, a speci- you've got a perfect situation to try to mm-hmm. do something different and do something yeah. creative. And I would I would hardly mm-hmm. guess that that climate would be pretty big. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Even even with our, our youth, like I have a teenage son and, and a tween, so to speak. Uh, and just their, the things they consume, the things they like, seem so foreign to me. Um, <laughs> like, like, like TikTok and, and stuff of, like that nature. So, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll sit there, like they, they're making their own videos now. Yep. Um, and I'm, I'm looking at these very short clips that they're doing that doesn't require a lot of attention span, but these things are kind of nurturing the minds of our children today. So thinking about them sitting down for an hour listening to someone speak that doesn't seem like a, a no like yeah. a um successful proposition no you know mm-hmm. and so those traditional models might not work, work out anymore. so do we do things like okay well i'm, I'm gonna use this medium or my sermons are gonna be five minutes yo maybe TikTok um, but even this the TikTok podcast, sermons, yeah <laughs> 
I mean, right. you can sometimes five minutes is is can be worth more than someone's hour or two. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, well, you'll definitely get support from me because yeah. You'll definitely get support on me for that because I hate coming up with something that's longer than 20 minutes. <laughs> like sermons that are 20 minutes, 30 minutes, I dread. 45, an hour, gosh. Mm-hmm. Nah, man. Five minutes, you can make your point in five minutes. Yeah. Right? You can. Five minutes or less. <laughs> five minutes or less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and some people, yeah. you know, and, and I know there are a lot of preach, preachers out there that say that you can't because you, you've got to build it up. You've got to build up trust. They've got to get, grab their attention. So you open up with a story and that itself will take like five minutes and stuff. And I'm saying, well, no, because the attention span of the people that are that, that are there right now has shortened to the to the, you know, the notion that they know what you're going to be talking about within five minutes if you do it right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. And even when you think about what you guys are doing here is what people are are consuming right now. So this, you are being creative right now, right? (laughs) An hour. Still an hour. Still an hour. But when you think about, but no, but, but it's an hour. Like I can sit down and listen to, I have listened to podcasts for an hour or two. Yeah. Sure. sure, You know, driving somewhere, cleaning or, or whatever. But the way I got onto them, was through the clips that I see on YouTube. Right. So I think you can have a longer segment. It's just the way you market it, maybe. Hmm. Um, you take mm-hmm. certain clips, certain topics we're talking about, and put it on, and then people will, will watch the clips, and then you farm them into the podcast. Mm. Yeah. There you go. You know? Yeah, it's really, uh, there's really a need for creatives in the church. and Like, we don't see it... <clears throat> that much uh, people don't see it readily um, how just like the life of the church um, is so impacted by people who are creative Um, because people don't see that creativity spans like a lot of things Um, when people say creatives oh they just think it's like videos or podcasts or uh, songs but um, there's a lot more creatives in the world that we think and they're really important in the life of the church right and there's biblical backing for it right mm-hmm. i mean sing a song and sing a new song to the lord right trying something new uh you know when when i was just reading this morning uh, from my devotional uh, when god was putting together you know the tabernacle tabernacle in the wilderness he had somebody specific in mind um that said, yeah, I've given him all all the gifts, all the wisdom and knowledge and understanding to work sort of like the metalwork and the woodwork and the linens and all of that stuff, right? So God gives us, you know, gives people the ability to be creative, the ability to be, you know, to 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 make beautiful things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so. I would say that there are, you know, creativity is not some sort of some sort of abomination to the Lord, but there's actually some some movement towards that from the biblical from the biblical foundations, right? Mm-hmm. Where we are asked to, you know, do new things, right? As well, remember some of the things that has done in the past. That's you know that's that's gone on in the past. That's definitely there, but also to move towards, you know. Um, towards something that's that's new and fresh and good right so mm-hmm. 
Yeah, there's definitely precedent uh, in the Bible and precedent in history. I mean, remember it was one time it was crazy to think of a Bible that wasn't Latin. Yes. Like, what are you talking about? An yeah. English Bible or people lay people being able to read the Bible? There you go. That crazy. Sounded like a crazy idea back then. So there you go. Yeah. And we know that God is the ultimate creative. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Um, we serve a God that is creative. There yeah. we go. And he creates new hearts in us from hearts of stone to hearts of, what is it, flesh? Yep. Mm-hmm. Is that the Turn my heart off. Yeah. Animates the dry bones. Yeah. Animates the dry bones. Yo, right. he creates life from death um yeah so we really want to encourage churches out there church leaders um to just don't be afraid encourage yeah to encourage the creatives in your church people like the young people the old people like people who want to create and serve the church through creative means just guide them through it um encourage them and just be them like see their vision like try try your hardest to just like if they share with you to just be encouraging and um to see the vision and um to be there for them and to um to not stifle them um but yeah i guess that's the end of the episode um we're sorry johan it ran longer than <laughs> 20 minutes <laughs> longer than we did maybe we can't um, do things in five minutes <laughs> <laughs> maybe not um, maybe not we'll work out we're still in the we're still old school this is not um, a tiktok video though not at all um but we want to thank you folks for joining us in this episode uh for listening to us and we hope that you're blessed with our discussion and that um we've sparked some creativity in your mind uh, we definitely want to encourage you to talk about this and uh, send us a shout out of what you think at the Prodigals Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we're also here every Wednesday. If you like what you've been hearing, like and subscribe and make sure you leave a review. That will go a long way in helping us out. And that is all that we have for you this week. Stay blessed and stay faithful and join us again next week because we will be back. Because we're the prodigals. The prodigals.